0: Pastor Xavier Reese talks about the ultimate standard for our actions.
1: The church of Thatara had embraced the woman Jezebel. One of the ways false religions are always identified in the scripture as a woman. They failed to judge her by the scriptural standard of being one with the word of God. If you give up the word of God as your standard for everything, you might as well hang it up. You will go the way of the world. You will become an enemy of
0: God. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. What happens when you add other beliefs to your Christian faith? Pastor Xavier says that's the quickest road to becoming pagan. Today he continues his study of the seven churches out of the book of Revelation as he takes us to the city of Thyatira and illustrates the simple truths of what happens when God's people neglect His divine Word. Let's listen now to a study drawn from Revelation chapter 2.
1: The message entitled, The Pagan Church, Thyatira, The Loveless Church, Ephesus, The Suffering Church, Smyrna, The Worldly Church, Pergamos, have allowed us to see the progressive deterioration of the church through time. The fourth is no different. In fact, the church of Thyatira is the worst of all four up to this point. Listen how John finishes his first epistle. Little children, keep yourself from idols. Thyatira is all about idols, 1 John 5, 21. All about idols. The messages, as we've seen, are applicable for all times, and not just merely for the days of the church existence that John was writing to. The seven messages to the seven churches again represent four things as we said a local church in john's day a period of church history which we give to you a type of congregation can exist from throughout the church age and also a type of christian in their own personal relationship to the lord jesus christ and also there's uh, the pattern to these seven churches of the letters that are consistent with uh, only a few exceptions to the suffering church and the church of Philadelphia. You have the proclamation, the commendation, the condemnation, the exhortation, and the application. Again, let me read the text here as we'll see how the words of Jesus make sense to the church he's speaking to. Verse 18 of chapter 2, he says, And to the angel of the church of Thyatira write, These things say the Son of God who has eyes like a flame of fire, his is like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants, to commit sexual immorality, and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent, of her sexual moralities, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into the great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now, to you I say... And to the rest of the entire Torah, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put you in no other burden, but hold fast what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my words until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, they shall be dashed in pieces like a potter's vessel. As I also have received from my Father, I will give him the morning star. He who a near, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. As the other letters, all have been written in a historical background with mine, So that it's important for us to examine the historical background. To see the relevance, the importance of the things that Jesus says specifically to each church. And here... Um, the historical information about Thyatira is equally important as the others. The city of Thyatira was built by uh, Seleucus I to guard the mouth of the uh, long path between Hermus and Kayakas Valley, 40 miles east of Ephesus around 301 to 281 B.C. Now, some attribute it to Alexander the Great after conquering Medo-Persia. The city was armed with a garrison manned by a company of Macedonians that protected Pergamum. Yet Tar-tar herself was located on the valley and most vulnerable to any attack and would be unable to really make a prolonged defense for herself until Pergamum would come to her defense. The importance of the city was in being a great commercial center with its trades, its potters, tanners, bronze works and dyers and they had an extensive trade guild of unions and, and, and network for for putting work and business together uh, and it played a prominent role in the social economic and religious life of the city so it was very difficult for Christians who had come to Christ now they didn't belong to these worship of these gods that were associated with this guild so you were marked you weren't given jobs It costs them. And that's happened all throughout history. We're seeing kind of some of that today in America. If you're a school teacher and you're a Christian, you are a target. But you can teach that a rock is God and they'll praise you. Now, if you remember, the city was especially famous for its dying of purple. It could not be equal. So her idolatry was materialism. Paul received a vision to go to Macedonia. Remember, he was directed to Philippi, where Lydia was there, the seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, in Acts 16, 14. And so, that's the city of Thyatira. Now, the church of Thyatira, again, was probably, was probably the result of Paul's um, ministry at Ephesus. But again, we can't be certain, but uh, he certainly is the best guess. The churches um, are given in geographical location if you follow them in order. They begin with Ephesus going north, Smyrna, then uh, southeast of Pergamos, Thyatira, and so on. Sort of like a little horseshoe shape, semicircle. The period of church history that this church occupies is 600 to 1500 A.D., known as the Dark Ages. They weren't known as the Dark Ages because everybody was studying But it's due to the oppression of free thinking, the opposition to the Catholic Church until the Reformation. Rome crushed everything in its path. Who would expose, uh, exalt itself against Rome? And I'm talking about the Roman Catholic Church. There's also the religion of Thyatira. The temple of Artemis and Diana and Apollo were prominent. But as a religious city, it was really unimportant. The city's gills. Again, had their own patron deities, their feasts, their seasonal festivals, and they all included sexual revelry. Just orgies and debauchery and everything else. This was the culture. Thyatira is known as the pagan church and identifies having the full pagan and immoral teaching under the identification of Jezebel that we'll see in verse 20. So this is the historical information about Thyatira that gives us a better understanding of how Jesus will now address himself to her. The proclamation begins here in verse 18. Notice the identity of the recipient of the letter again is Thyatira. The angel, angel, first of all, uh, like all the others, it means the pastor, the one responsible, not an angel. The context indicates that. And it's to the church that those called out of darkness into light, those who have repented from their sins, a key word 115 times in the New Testament. And notice the identity of the writer, again, is Jesus Christ. Don't ever miss this. Every one of them. The words of Jesus are not the words of John. These things says, it goes back to chapter 1, verse 16. The chain of command is given there. God to the son, the son to his angels, his angel to John, John to us. You get that in chapter 1 of Revelation, verse 1. In chapter 1, verse 3, again, the blessing is to the one who reads in the division. Again, we've repeated over and over again in chapter 119, given to us the threefold division of things that are chapter 1, the glorified Christ. Chapter 2 and 3, the things that are the message to the churches and the things hereafter, chapter 4, all the way down to 19. It breaks it all down. Now, the identity is once again fitting. Listen here. The Lord identifies himself as the Son of God. Goes back to chapter 1, verse 13. This points back to the glorified Christ, though the reference is the Son of Man there. Okay? Son of Man refers to the humanity of Jesus, while Son of God refers to his deity, appearing 40 times in the New Testament. This is the only time the phrase appears in the book of Revelation. The Son of God was the one they should have been following, not the teachings of the woman Jezebel. This was their sin, as we'll see in verse 20, and we'll indicate again that religion is always portrayed by a woman. A woman's always religion opposed to Jesus Christ throughout Scripture. Now, the period of church history its full development of the Roman Catholic Church. Which minimizes the Son of God by the rival of Mary. The central figure of the Catholic Church is not Jesus, but it's Mary. And we'll point that out. The title Son of God is, in this particular period of church history, is most significant in view of the place Mary has been given and exalted. And it's very progressive. Let me give you some of these edicts. In 431 AD, the worship of Mary was declared. 600... Prayer directed to Mary. 1508, the Ave Maria approved. 1854, the Immaculate Conception of Mary. 1950, the Assumption of the Virgin Mary. 1965, she was proclaimed Mother of the Church. The following words of St. Bernard, their own theologian, sets up the Catholic position in this connection. I am quoting. Listen carefully. On that day, after Mary's death, when the apostles gathered around her tomb, they found it empty. The sacred body had been carried up to the celestial paradise. The grave had no power over one who was immaculate. But it was not enough that Mary should be received into heaven. She was to be no ordinary citizen. She had a dignity beyond the reach even of the highest of the archangels. Mary was to be crowned Queen of heaven by the eternal Father. She was to have a throne at her son's right hand. Now, day by day, hour by hour, she is praying for us, obtaining graces for us, preserving us from danger, shielding us from temptation, showering down blessings upon us. Blasphemous. Where do you get that? Out of a Cracker Jack box? Do they still sell those? If you go on the internet, you will find a petition to deify Mary and make her a co-redemptress. Everything false or anti-biblical can be traced back to the mystery of Babylon, religion of Nimrod and this Tower of Babel, uh, the worship of his wife Semiramis and their son Tammuz, back Genesis 6. The scriptures reveal her worship in the book of Judges, Ashtoreth, Judges 2.13. In Jeremiah, called the Queen of Heaven, Jeremiah forty-four seventeen through nineteen. In Ezekiel, women are weeping for Tammuz, her son, Ezekiel eight fourteen. You have the Trinity of darkness that have counteracted all the stands for God. Nimrod attempted to take men away from God. A mighty hunter against the Lord in Genesis. Simiramis attempted to be the queen of heaven. Supposedly by her miraculous impregnation by a sun ray. Resulting in the birth of Tammuz after Nimrod's death. Tammuz being worshipped as a counterfeit of Jesus Christ. Supposedly resurrected after being killed by wild boars. And that's where you get the relationship between the 40 day of Lent. Which is the 40 days of celebration for the resurrection of Tammuz. And is even celebrated with... Emblems of fertility, ready? Eggs at Easter. Now if you're a Catholic, you practice all this, I did. His love for his mother, Mary, was of the highest, as you know. We don't want to minimize this woman. But we don't make her redemptress. Jesus told John from the cross, your mother. To his mother, says, behold your son. So thank God for Mary... In John 19, you find that from the cross. But she is not a co-redemptress. She is a sinner like anybody else. I'm going to give you the scripture for it. This was the proclamation of Thyatira. It makes sense, doesn't it? The words that he uses. Now, next comes the commendation. Verse 19. Yes, even this church has some commendation. Not everybody. Notice Jesus knew what they had done and were doing in the present. Verse 19. The word to know, again, oida, means intellectual knowledge, understanding, and perceiving completely. The works are those referred to which they were occupied in and undertaking, and they're commendable, as we'll see. Works are the result of salvation. Afterwards, we do works because we're Christians, but works cannot be used to be saved, as uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We're saved by grace through faith. James and Paul are not in contradiction. James is talking after we're saved. Paul is talking before we're saved. No contradiction at all. Now, notice this commendation. There was a time in this period of history when every hospital in Europe was either a convent Or a monastery. And if you study history, you know that. So God doesn't overlook anything. Okay? There was a time. This was commendable. Now remember in Matthew 25, 35 through 40, Jesus says to those in the tribulation, You visited me in prison. You gave me a cup of cold water. He's talking to those that when you did it to the least of my brethren, the Jew, you did it unto me. The context is used for missions all the time. Wrong. It's for those who will be kind to the Jew during the Great Tribulation. God doesn't overlook nothing. Now notice, as one of the main characteristics of Thyatira's works, so it is the chief focus of the Roman Catholic Church to absolve anyone of sins or earn one's way to heaven in the form of penance, sacrifice, and vows even at Lent. All these things go on. But their works, notice, have been greater in the present than in the past. Uh, He says, the last are more than the first. How commendable this was at one time. There are things that people sat right where you sat. They've been used of God, done different things. Today, they're not walking with God at all. Okay, so if God is only commending you for the past, but not the present, you've got problems. Thyatira was contrary to Ephesus. They had done things out of the right motive. Ephesus didn't. Agape love is the only thing God honors. First Corinthians 13, 1-8. Faith, hope, and love. Love is the greatest. Believes all things, holds all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Agape love is to be the, the distinguishing mark of the church and the disciples. Jesus said in John 13, 35. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another. Agape love is the greatest power in the world. When you yield to agape love, you're able to forgive personal sins. Personal attacks. Only God's power can do that. Notice still in 19, Jesus knew their service. Too often, we are more concerned about man knowing what we are doing than what God knows. And if we just want attention, then that's contrary to being a Christian. Their faithfulness was the foundation of patience, notice, theirs, which resulted in their works increasing. From the first ones, what a commendable thing. Now this is to those who did not bow, not to the church. The commendation is to those who have not bowed within that church. The one who has eyes like a flame of fire notice, representing penetrating vision, searching all things, knowing all things, including the motives of the heart. That goes back to chapter 1, verse 14. All things are open and naked. Hebrews 4.12 to the Lord. All judgment will be placed at his feet. Brass, symbolic of righteous judgment according to truth. Deeds without respect of person. No mistakes. Romans 2, Revelation 1, 15. Nobody will have to give information to Jesus on judgment day. So this was the commendation to Thyatira. Notice next comes the condemnation. In verse 20 to 23. In verse 20, the church of Thyatira had embraced the woman Jezebel. This is the heart of this church. Mark it well. The woman Jezebel was an enemy of God. She is very relevant to their sin. Though the church has been commended, God says, nevertheless, I have a few things against you. As you know, Jezebel tried to join the religion of the Syrophoenicians to Israel. Baal worship. A god of fertility in 1 Kings 16, 31-33. She was married to King Ahab. And Elijah had rebuked Ahab and Jezebel. But they didn't pay attention. But this woman was bad news. She had Naboth killed for his vineyard, as you know. 1 Kings 21. And she plotted against him. She defiled the country by enticement with two things. Whoredoms and witchcraft, they go together. The church of Thyatara had allowed Jezebel, I believe, a literal woman who called herself a prophet as one who spoke without air to teach and seduce God's servants to commit two sins. They allowed her. They gave her that place. Her name Jezebel is an oxymoron. It means chaste while being abominable. One of the ways false religions are always identified in the scripture is a woman. Corrupt doctrine. Zechariah 5, 7 through 9. Matthew 13, 33. Revelation 17, and many other places. The word allowed, notice, means to let her be permitted. Her sin was tolerance and indifference, and the people followed that characteristic. The word seduced means to cause to roam. From safety or truth. To wander from Christ. To be deceived. He's talking to his church. That was right on at one time. Now in Thyatira. They had gills in their feasts. Celebrations, eating meat, sacrifice to gods, make it impossible for Christians to be one, or even to be marked so they couldn't work, or even persecuted, even as in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, Paul deals with the Corinthians about that. Notice their failure came in three ways. They failed to judge you by the scriptural standard of being one with the Word of God. If you give up the Word of God as your standard for everything, you might as well hang it up. You will go the way of the world. You will become religious. You will become an enemy of God. They fail in accepting and tolerating her, be it by being impressed or intimidated by her. By their physical sexual immorality, they join themselves to one with demons, the practice of Baal worship. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 4, and chapter 10, verse 20 21, Paul deals about behind demons, idols, idols, demons. And by spiritual, sexual morality, they were departing from the true and living God. Notice that. The church of Thyatira has scorned the opportunity for repentance. Notice in verse 21 then. The tense is, does not want to repent, yet... It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, Romans 2, 4 tells us. The period of church history, again, is 600 to 1500 AD, known as the Dark Ages, and it can be seen in the absence of Christ progressively in the church, mixing everything and anything and exalting this woman, Mary, the Queen of Heaven. Okay? The period was when the Roman church developed fully, obtaining her power, setting herself as the church of God, having full authority alone to approve and disapprove and condemn anyone that opposed her. And she was the only channel to salvation. She still teaches that. Catholic means universal, a direct contradiction to her claim. For she claims salvation can only come through her and by her, and anyone who trusts on their own the Scriptures and Jesus Christ is not going to get to heaven. She teaches that. Absolutely. She taught and seduced by making herself a prophetess, Jezebel. One without error, the very same dogmas of the Church of Rome has established for herself. And she cannot err, she says. Yet doctrines are changed, altered, corrected by Popes and contradicted by Popes. There have even been two Popes in place at one time. So how do you explain all that? They say that the Pope speaks ex-cathedral when he sits upon his Pope chair. Really? Where do we get this? Nowhere in Scripture. Notice the word time. It means running chronological time. In other words, a long segment of time in church history. 600 to 1500. Man, that's a long time. 900 years. In which this time, she did not repent and she has not repented. The greater the darkness, the greater the light will shine. But Thyatira was not the case. It was called the Dark Ages.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese explains what happens when Christ is no longer your light to live by. More simple truths drawn from the book of Revelation. And you can hear this message again if you like online anytime by selecting today's date under the radio tab at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Now you can also request a CD copy of this thought-provoking study from the book of Revelation titled The Pagan Church Thyatara for just $4.00. And this is one message you'll want to pass along to those in your home church or Bible study. The title to ask for once again is, The Pagan Church Thyatara. Or simply mention today's date when you write, Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address, once again, is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it's helpful when you mention the call letters of this station when you contact us. How do you know what is true and what is false when it comes to our faith? Find out when you join Pastor Xavier Reese for the next edition of Simple Truths.